Okay. <laughs> I am not nearly as coordinated as Victor or Brian or those guys. So thank you, Emily, and thank you for your prayer. That was perfect. So she prayed what I wanted to pray of just that God would speak through me and, and, and her words obviously led into the things that are on my heart tonight. Um, one of the first things I want to say is, hey, Victor, I love you and we miss you. And I don't know if you're watching or listening, but man, I just, man, we miss you and uh, cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait till you're back. Cannot wait and praying for you daily. And man, we love you. So um, it's a privilege uh, and a joy to, to teach tonight. Um, I've said this at the men's group before, but I, I, I feel like it's as much sharing as teaching. I just feel like I'm, I'm with family and I'm just sharing things that God's spoken to my heart that I want to share with brothers and sisters and hopefully encourage you. I get encouraged by all of you. Joanna encouraged me with something last Wednesday night that I'm going to share a little bit later on. I got her permission for that. Um, but man, I just love this family. And so um, I'm excited to, to share with you guys tonight. Um, you know, uh, the, the topic that I want to share uh, comes from something that's been on my mind for a very, very long time, for really decades, and has uh, also been very, very significant just in the past, I don't know, four or five months. My wife would know better the timeline, but... Um, Four or five months, this particular concept that, that I've, I've been aware of and I've um, thought about, and it has impacted my life, but it's taken on a new level of impact in my life, and I want to share it with you guys because I want it to impact your life. And it's not a very complicated thing. Uh, sometimes some of the, the smallest little ideas and thoughts and perspectives can, can really alter how we live life, how we experience life, how we see things, what, what, what our perspective is. So that's kind of the background. And the last thing I'll say, I don't know if you ever notice, you know, when you're listening to a radio show or something, how they, they tease you to keep you there until the next, after the commercial. So I've got a, a little, te- this is not much, but this, you know, you can't leave because when, when Bob gave the announcements this past Sunday, and explain kind of the heart that Victor has for what he wants us to really be focusing on in the next six weeks. It was the perfect. I, had al- I already had this all done, and, and, and the segue from this to that is I just was so tickled. I just smiled. So you'll, we'll get to that at the very end. I'm not going to get there right now. But anyway, I said that this came from a lot of years, from some decades, and so one of the things I want to just encourage all of you um, and I don't know why I even think, especially of younger folks. But uh, over the years, um, I just started writing in a journal. And it was really just as I would read my Bible, I would just write things that struck me. And I, it just became something that was a habit. And I discovered as, as years went by that there were certain themes that kept coming up that were important to me. And I have a feeling they're different than themes that would be important to each of you. I think they're things that God laid on my heart. There's 10 specific things, I'm not going through them tonight, that I call truths and actions. And they're things that over a multiple years just became, they just kind of rose to the surface. They kept appearing, they kept coming up, and they became very important in the foundation of my, my life and my relationship with God. 
And, and out of those, uh, there was three little things, and I call it one way, one day, one thing. There's one way to the Father. It's through the Son, right? We know that. And this idea of one thing has been huge to me. It's Martha, Martha, you're busy and troubled about many things, but only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that greater part. And <laughs> it's sitting at Jesus' feet. And, and that issue of one thing, that if I don't do anything else, so the one thing and the one way were, you know, the, the, the one thing has been huge. But this idea of one day, that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about one day and, and what that means to me in my life and what, how God has used that over a number of years, but especially over the past four or five months in a, in a very unique way. I want to share it with you. So um, uh, what I'm going to do tonight, give you an outline, is I'm going to focus on the verse. I, you guys probably all know the verse I'm talking about. You know, when we talk about, you know, one day, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, right? It's in Psalm 118, 24. And that's, that's the verse I want to talk about. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go other places and share, hopefully illuminate that from various angles as we kind of unpack that, but there is so much in that verse. And uh, so, uh, I, I, and I believe that the thing I love about God's word, and I had a, man, I had a talk with a friend of mine at work and I cannot get into it right now, but wow, we just launched in, he made a comment about the new year and we launched into a 30 or 40 minute conversation um, about where to get our perspective and the importance of the, that the Bible is the only safe place to get perspective because when you start getting input from crazy places, you can start thinking and, and, it, and it can just direct you. So I think that um, the thing I love about God's Word is that it, it, as it saturates our mind, it gives us the correct beliefs and understandings to interpret everything in life. Now, we still don't do that well all the time. I don't. I still drop back to the flesh and all that. But, but God's word is such a treasure of perspective and clarity. And this one little verse, this is the day the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it, has had a powerful impact on my thinking in the past number of months. So, um, what has happened in is that, uh, and I don't remember, like I say, exactly what, when this started, but over the past few months, I have started just as I, when I wake up and I didn't sit down and say, I'm going to do this. I just, it just, it just began to happen. The first thought on my mind every day is this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I just, I've just started thinking that right as I wake up. And sometimes I say it multiple times over and over. This is the day the Lord has made. And what I'm saying when I say that is that the day that's about to happen was made by God. It was designed by God. It is, there's nothing accidental about it. And the idea that I will be glad and rejoice in it is not, I think, I think even I, I think I thought this, and I think I can t be tempted to think, okay, it's the day the Lord made, 
So, well, I bet, you know, I will be, I will, I should, I ought to be glad and rejoice in it. You know, it's sort of like, you know, um, uh, you, can, you can feel like God's saying, hey, I made this day, you better be glad. That's not the idea. The idea is God made this day, the logical result of that, that is there's going to be some rejoicing and some gladness. That's what I can expect. That's, that's what I can expect out of this day, regardless of what happens. I mean, again, so often we, we, we wake up and it's like, I hope today is not like yesterday, or I'm afraid of what's going to happen today, or there's all sorts of emotions around the day. And I think that we can, we can see our days very easily. And I, 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 have a, 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 I wish I had this prop. I wish I'd had time to go by Office Depot, but I'm going to ask you guys to imagine this, okay? So this will work well for somebody listening and not watching. So I want you to imagine this, but you know those calendars that you get at Office Depot that are, you know, maybe 24, 30 inches wide, maybe 18 inches high, and they've got the whole year. They've got 12 months, and each month has 30 days. Okay, so, so there's 365 little squares on there. And Wednesday, January 4th, is a pretty little block. And we look at that calendar, and we just kind of see a bunch of days. And they all look the same. They're all just little white blocks. They're all, you know, and in a lot of ways, we feel like it's, and you hear people say, another day, another day, another dollar, or, you know, it's this idea, it's just another day, or living for the weekend. And, and there's this idea that these days are just, they're just there. And we just get through them, or make it through them, or make it to that one. But, so I, I do have a little prop here. But this, this is what is going through my mind now. So this is, this is literally what goes through my mind in the morning now, is that when I wake up every day, God hands me a package, a present, a gift that is this day. And I, I, I'm, I'm, it, it, it really, really changes my days. When, when, when the first thought is, God, you made this day, and I, and I tell myself in my mind, no matter what happens, if a tragedy occurs, God made Christmas Eve. God made the day that the pastor that I love, my friend, went to the emergency room and a pipe burst in my ceiling and my mother-in-law fell. God made that day. God was not unaware. God was not surprised. God was not asleep. And he loves me and he cares about me and he's got good intentions for me. And there's something about me getting my head around that every single day is a very carefully crafted gift from God and that the rejoicing and the gladness is not a requirement, but a natural result of something that God makes. So um, I'm going to give you a few examples. Sean, Sean won't like this first one, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> Because I want, I, want I want you to grasp this idea that rejoicing and gladness is a byproduct, a, something I can expect rather than something that I need to do. When my wife makes a meal, I don't, ha- I, but before I even begin to eat it, I'm already excited about what it's going to taste like. I already am because I know her. And, and so there's, there's this expectation that 
She made it. I can't, I, I can't wait to eat. And, 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 I, and I'm, not, I'm not waiting to see afterwards if it's worth it. It's, I just know her. And because she's the maker of it, I'm excited ahead of time. And I, I was thinking about my dad, you know, who passed away about, I don't know, six or eight weeks ago. It's terrible. I don't remember the date. But if my dad made something out of wood, I didn't, I can tell you before I see it, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be perfect. The joints, the finish, that's the way my dad made things. And so my expectation was this is going to be good. It's not that dad made that, I better like it. It's, it's that I'm going to like it because dad's making it. And um, you know, I had a, the third example is my daughter, Elle, giving gifts. She when she gives a gift, it, it, it never misses. She, she has this way of knowing people and, and, and a passion about blessing people. And so when she, she, goes, she goes crazy giving gifts, I mean, we, we do have to have some conversations about the financial implications, but she loves to give gifts and, and she's so good at it and she's so creative. And so before anybody even opens a package, I know they're going to like it. I just... My, so, so my point is that there's this expectation that I'm going to rejoice and be glad, not because I should, but because God made the day. You know that song we sing that he's a, a way maker? I like that song. I like the tune of the song. Well, he's also a day maker. And, and, and so I, I, I want to, and I've started just seeing my days as uniquely, and, and when things go wrong, when things go bad, I remember that, you know, I I said this morning that you made this day, God, and it helps me trust him through it. It it helps me when I'm tempted to get, 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 you know, get afraid or get discouraged. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God made this day. He made it. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to real quick tell Joanna's story um, because I asked her permission and so I don't want to miss telling it. But, and, I, and I love God. I love God so much. I love it when I see him weave things together. Um, I came last Wednesday night late. I don't know if you guys remember that, but <laughs> I was off work. We were playing games. My son was home from Seattle. I just, I didn't lose track of time. I lost track of days. I didn't remember it was Wednesday. And then all of a sudden I realized it's Wednesday. And I, I wanted to come out. And, and I said, I don't remember who I said. I just, I just wanted to see everybody, even if it was only even if I missed the whole service and it was just hanging out afterwards, I just wanted to see everybody for a few minutes. And Joanna and I started talking and I'm not going to, you know, I mean, we, we talked about a variety of different things. Um, and it's been a pleasure getting to know her as David and her have, have uh, obviously getting married this Saturday. And I'm so excited about it. And I think that probably is how the conversation started about, yay, it's coming next week. Are y'all ready? And all that. But she shared a quick story with me. I think it was in light of this whole idea of, you know, it's the wedding next week. And you rewind the clock about a year, and she was working at Christ Church, and she lost her job in December. Well, that was about four months before she met David. And at the time, and, uh, and again, I look forward to getting to know Joanna better. I'm getting to know her a little bit. Um, but she has a great heart, and I, and, 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 I, and I see that even then, you know, she had this attitude that um, even though I don't understand this and I don't like it, you know, God, God is good. 
But, but what she explained to me was that part of the, what came with that job was being at that church every Sunday. And, you know, she explained that the relationship with David, you know, was possible in terms of coming here, joining us, coming to church with him because she was no longer working there. And that was four months later, right? And so God knew that. She didn't. David didn't. But God did. The day she lost her job, he knew that. And, and, and I just, I love hearing those stories because it's such a helpful reminder to me that no matter how hard it is to understand why something's happening, God's good. And he's got good plans. And he made this day. This day, it's a gift. It's a present. It's just for me. So um, I want to I dig into this. Um, so I, let, me, let me do this real quick because this isn't just sharing. This is also teaching. Um, and I want to be faithful. I want to do a good job. I mean, Victor, and trust me with this. And, um, and I, was, I was thinking about this verse, Psalm 118. And let me read you a few verses um, before verse 24 and one verse after it. I just want to read it real quick. I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. So I was reading that, and and again, I really wanted, as I was preparing for this, that verse has been so important to me. And I wanted to say, wait a minute, let me just, let me look at it in its context. Let me open this up. And in all honesty, I, I don't really think Psalm 118 alone is, is the best verse for even what I'm sharing, this idea of waking up and saying, God, you made this day, I'm going to rejoice. Because I, I really think in the context of, of Psalm 118, they're, they're really talking about this day that the, that, the, that the cornerstone that the builder rejected became the chief cornerstone. I think that's the idea. Now, don't worry. I think that it is perfectly appropriate, and I'm going to explain why, for me to get up every morning and quote that verse and mean every day of my life. But I don't think Psalm 118 alone makes that, uh, is fully directed at just day by day by day by day in my life. I think it was talking about a day, a very important day. In fact, a day which without that day, none of my days would be any good, right? If if the If the... Stone the builders rejected didn't become the chief cornerstone, then this whole message is worthless. So it's an important foundation. But the verse that really does just say, every day is a gift, it's custom made for you, is Psalm 139. That's the place where there's nothing ambiguous about it. And even the word, and I didn't write it down or I can't say it, the Greek word for made in Psalm 118 is different than the word for made in Psalm 139, and I love the difference, okay? Now, God's still an amazing maker. He's a creator, and he did make that day. That was the day God made when the chief, the, that, that, that rejected stone became the chief cornerstone, but I love the word for made in Psalm 139. 
So um, let me let me let me read it, and then I'll 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 kind of explain what I mean by this. And I think Psalm one thirty nine allows me to use the terminology of Psalm one eighteen to start each day. Um, says, I will praise you. This is verse 14. I'll read 14 through 18. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, here's the words, they were all written the day's fashion for me. Okay, that's highlighted right there in my notes. They were all written the day's fashion for me, when as yet there were none of them. <clears throat> How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand when I awake. I am still with you. So let me talk just a minute about the word fashioned. I love, I love, I love that word. And here's why. Um, We bought some furniture from Ikea recently. And um, we assembled it. And I could tell you that I made it, but I really assembled it. I didn't really make it. Somebody else made it and I put it together. There's a, I mean, I wouldn't really be lying if I said I, but, I, but it's, a, it's kind of a gray area there. But when my son Colin and I went to Georgia Hardwoods and picked out four different kinds of lumber that had to be planed and cut and glued together and run through a joiner and biscuit jointed together and clamped, and gl- we made that. Colin and I made that. Now, again, I'm not, now when God makes something, he does it from nothing. God is the real maker, <laughs> but, but, but we're created in his image, and, and he gives us the ability to, to make things, but my point is, the reason I love the word fashioned is when I think about fashioning something, I think of putting a, a nice smooth edge on something, or, or, or putting a, a molding around it, or, you know, sketching out a picture of what I want this thing to look like, and in my mind, and then, and then making it, and so this verse says that God fashioned these days. It's not like he assembled a few, threw them together, put them on an assembly line, cranked out about 30 or 40 or 3,000 days that are all pretty much the same, like the Model T assembly line. But he fashioned, you know, with, a, with, with each one unique, each one different. I love that word fashioned. And what's so cool in Psalm 139 is that he didn't just fashion my days, he fashioned me. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's an incredible thing. And it's one thing that I, real, I believe right now, you know, um, I know Victor wanted this time of year to be starting to talk a little bit about anxiety and all that. And man, our world's in a mess right now. Um, people are so discouraged. They're so depressed. Um, and I think one of the foundational problems is people don't know who fashioned them. People, people feel like that they're just, worthless and here for no reason with no purpose, but God fashioned them. Every one of them, even people who don't acknowledge him, people who hate him, he fashioned them carefully. He loves them. And he didn't just fashion them. He fashioned their days. 
And so I love this, this, this beautiful picture. And some of the words that come to my mind when I, when I hear the word fashion is artistry, wonder, beauty, uniqueness. To me, that is what it means when I think of God fashioning me and fashioning my day. Um, it, 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 it's precious. It's, it's something to be excited. That's why there's going to be rejoicing and gladness is because of who fashioned it. That's why. And, you know, when, when Colin and I were working on that desk, sometimes it took a few days for stuff to dry. We didn't get the benefit on the first day, you know? In other words, the things God's, and, and I think God especially, he, I mean, God's goal, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I'll say it anyway. I, God's goal for this day is that day, Okay. And and I'm going to unpack that a little more. But God's purpose in this day is that day. That's that's what it's all about. And I I get so focused on this day that I I get a I I don't understand when I don't see the the end result. Right. The 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 thing that Colin and I made was a disaster. Parts ways through. There was messes everywhere. Sand sawdust and pieces of wood that we didn't use. But the end product was, was pretty cool, you know? But it took a long time. And it took us a long time for us to fashion that. And, and, but we eventually finished. And God is fashioning us and he's fashioning our days. And the end result's gonna be incredible. And I can be excited about the end result even when today it's uncomfortable. I feel like I'm being put through a planer or something, you know? I mean, that, that but, but I can get excited about what's coming. So <clears throat> anyway, um, so here's what I want to do with the rest of the time. Here's what I want to do. I've got, I've got a, a 23 minutes left, I, I think. What I want to talk about is, 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 is in this gift. So God, God gives me this gift. And I want to talk about three things that I can put in. So God gives me a day. And I want to talk about three things that I can invite into my day that will ruin my day. And I want to talk about three things that I can invite into my day that will result in, re- in, in rejoicing and gladness, okay? Now, there's one thing that comes in every gift. It's like a box of Cracker Jacks. You open it up, new mercies. Every day comes with new mercies, right? We know that. That's the gift. In the, that's, that's, it's, I, I thought about the Cracker Jack box. Every one of them has a gift. In, in our days that God gives us, every single one of them, he promises new mercies inside. So that's what comes in our, in our, in our day box. But let me jump into, I want to start with the negative. I want to start with what will ruin our days. It'll ruin them. It'll make them, I just suck all the joy out of them. I mean, God, God gives us a day that we can enjoy, even when it's terribly hard. But there's things we can do that will ruin even a day that there's nothing hard in. Um, and, and, and so uh, I'll use the example again of, of, of our Christmas Eve. We had a water pipe burst, and water made its way into our living room. Now, I like water in my sink, and I like water in my shower, and I like water in my cup. But I don't like water in my living room. And so water ended up where it did not belong. And there are some things that can leak into our day in that same way that will ruin it, that will spoil it, that will require repairs. 
and will cause damage and will be expensive, if not financially, emotionally. So let me get into these. And these are pretty easy, okay? There are three things that will ruin today, yesterday, tomorrow, and me, okay? Yesterday, tomorrow, and me will ruin (laughs) my day. My perfectly good day, provided by God, handcrafted and fashioned, I can ruin, just like water ruins a living room. Yesterday, tomorrow, and today, and me, I'm sorry. So let me go real quickly. Philippians 3, so this is my first, I've never done this before, but thank you, Jordan. So, um, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, To those which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. It is critical for us to forget what lies behind. Now, there's a caveat on yesterday and there's a caveat on tomorrow. Paul, who wrote that, learned from his past. He wasn't foolish. He wasn't careless. He cared about yesterday, but he didn't live in his past. He didn't wake up every day and go back. And he, he, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And, you know, Paul did not want, he, when he said forgetting those things which are behind, you know, it, it's important for us to do that. It, it's, it's important for us. We can learn from something and still forget it in the sense that we just don't drag it into today. Um, I am convinced that our enemy wants us to drag everything from the past into today and ruin what God has for us today. Um, what about tomorrow? Matthew six thirty four, very familiar verse. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Again, The caveat, planning for tomorrow and worrying about tomorrow are two different things. If I need to purchase an airline ticket to go somewhere in a few months, I I, I need to do that before the day I'm going there. I mean, this does not mean that I don't do anything that will affect a, a few... So I, I, and the Bible's clear about planning and the importance of counting the cost and things like that, but there's a huge difference in planning for tomorrow and worrying about tomorrow. I mean, a, a simple example would be I can purchase a, an airline ticket for a future date, and that's perfectly fine. In fact, that will reduce stress because now that it's done, it's good, I'm good. But if I every day worry about if the plane's going to fall out of the sky, if it's going to crash, or if I'm going to be, be sick. I mean, there's a thousand things, a thousand what-ifs that I could spoil today by worrying about that, that there's, no, there's no part for. And so yesterday, is a, is a, it will ruin today. Tomorrow will ruin today, and I will ruin today. And what I mean by that is, is pretty simple. Um, Philippians 3 Um, Philippians 2, 3 and 4. Let nothing be done out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. 
And there's, there, there's a myriad verses in the Bible that talk about, um, you know, mortifying the flesh and, and um, not focusing on myself. But suffice it to say, when, when my day is about me, is about what others can do for me, what others think of me, it, it'll ruin it. it. It'll just ruin it. And the reason is because we weren't designed for that. We were designed for, and this is getting ahead of myself, we were designed for him and them. That's, that's who we were designed for. We, we weren't designed for us. God is going to take care of us. God is going to, he's got us. I, I don't need to get myself. God's got me. And he intends for me to be part of the way he gets other people. He takes care of other people is through me. He, he wired us that way. And, and when we, and that's why I love his word. That's why I love his truth. Because if I don't understand that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be frustrated. It, it, to the human natural mind, watching out for myself makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense in the world. What in the world? Who else is going to look out for me? Right? I mean, the idea of of, of, of making it, doing it my way, uh, uh, you know, having it my way to the natural mind that is as logical as it gets. In fact, God's ways, we know, are foolishness to the, to, to the natural mind. I mean, the idea of laying down your life for somebody else, turning your cheek, that, that makes no sense to the natural mind, and yet it's amazing because that's how God created us. And so when we, when we do those things, and we get to let him take care of us while we take care of whatever it is that he's put in front of us. It's an incredible way to live. So I'll move on. Just to recap, yesterday, tomorrow, and me will ruin today. They'll ruin it. So what, what will make today wonderful? What, will, what, what should we put into today? And so what we should put in today is him, them, and that day, okay? So, um, there, this very first part about him is another thing that uh, I'm going to take. It's not a rabbit trail at all, but I, I want to just dig a slight bit deeper into that than the other two pieces. Proverbs 3, 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That's only half of Proverbs 3, 6, actually. So, you guys know three... You, Five and six, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I, I, I don't, I can't pick favorites, but that's way up there in, 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 in impactful verses to me. Um, I've come to believe in my life that, that the one of, if not the biggest thing God wants from me is not... Uh, well, a hundred other things, it's tr to trust him. It's to trust him, to really, really, really trust him, that he loves me, that he's got my back, that, 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 he's, uh, that he's guaranteed uh, the, the promise he's made to me, and all those things. He wants me to trust him, and to the extent that I trust him, anxiety will just flee away. Um, so, but I want to talk about this word acknowledge. This word acknowledge is 
So the two words that are, that are my favorite words in this whole talk are fashioned and acknowledged. Those are my two favorite words if I had to pick out of here. I, I love this word acknowledge. And when I, when I first read, or as I began to think about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and acknowledging God, at first I had kind of pictures of like a Christian t-shirt or a bumper sticker or just, you know, a little Bible on your desk, you know, acknowledging God. And, but, but what I've come to realize, what I've come to realize, and my favorite, my favorite picture of what acknowledging means is, and you can come up with various settings, but let's just picture a group of people at a restaurant. You're sitting around a table and you're talking, you're chatting and all that. And then, you know, let's just say Larry walks in. And Larry walks in, and he approaches the table, and no one looks at him, no one. In fact, maybe we're even talking about Larry, and we keep talking about Larry, and nobody stops. I mean, and you've seen those skits, right, where people are talking about the boss, and then one person's eyes get real big, and the the other person is like, oh, gosh, is the boss behind me? And they immediately change what they're talking about. That's acknowledging the boss. It's, it's, it's functioning with full awareness that they're there, right? That's what acknowledging is. If, if Larry walks in and we're like, hey, Larry, sit down, let's talk. And all of a sudden, we, we kind of stop one conversation, and now it's about where Larry's been or what. That's acknowledging him. It's, it's so much more than, uh, you know, a T-shirt or something. It's this... In every word I say, in every emotion that I feel, behind it all is the awareness that he's there. Now, I don't do that like I want to do it. I, I want to do it 24-7. But, but the more I think about it, the more I do do it. The more I just, in good and bad, or, you know, I'm about to send an email, God bless, you know, this, and this idea of acknowledging God is, it, it's a little bit like worship, you know? Worship, what, what Emily leads us in, that's worship. But worship is 24 hours a day. It's every time that I behave in a way that I'm bowing my head to him and saying, you're God, I'm not. Every, every little thing I do, every thought, every action that is actually born out of acknowledging him. God's, God is God. He's here with me. He's present. And as, as I live out the awareness of him, that's all worship. That's, it's his worth and my worthlessness and, and just my relation to him. But if I forget, I mean, God's there. Whether I acknowledge him or not, he's there. We know that. But, but when I get through my head that, that he's not just here on Sunday morning. He's not just here on Wednesday night. He's not just in my devotions in the morning, but God is with me when I'm driving and in the grave. To me, that's what acknowledging means. And I, 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 I have a hard time explaining how much that word means to me, but acknowledging him is just this moment by moment behavior that is just like if your boss walked in and instantly everything you do, everything you feel, everything you say is relative to them standing there. That's what acknowledging is. And, and, and so, so if, if I can live my life where, and, and the wonderful thing is God's not my 
Like, I mean, I've got a great boss, but, 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 but God is God. He's, he, he loves me, he delights in me, and so I, I don't have to be afraid when he's there. Uh, although I do think that awareness of his presence, it, it, healthy f- fear and not afraidness, but of, of, of who he is and his, his glory and his righteousness will help me to walk in a righteous way. Victor talks to us all the time about walking in righteousness. And one of the most fantastic enablers to that is awareness of God all the time. My, my discipline and the good old college try is almost useless, but, but an awareness of God and his presence and his, that's, that can make a difference. So that's acknowledge him. Okay, eight minutes. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, I struggle with time. I, I, anyway, um, so that's him, and then there's them, right? And every year, I try to jot down a couple verses, and I ask God to lay on my heart some things that, that he wants on my heart for that year. And this year, um, I, I rewrote, in all your ways, acknowledge him. But I noted under there, and acknowledge them. And my point is that even though I don't, no, there's not a specific verse that says, in all your ways, acknowledge. And, and we, we shouldn't acknowledge anyone in all our ways, only God. But when a person is in front of me, in this day, as God, as God gives me this day, in this 24-hour period, there's going to be people who come across my path, and I need to recognize that that is by design and that I need to give my attention to those people because what matters, I mean, we know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. It's about God and people. That's what it's about. It's not about buildings or programs or, or, or retirement. or it's, it's about God and people. And so... That's why I say him and them. If I can, can, can pack my day with him, and then as people come across my path, acknowledge them, give them my attention, care about them, pray for them. You know, because I'll, I'll tell you, I can talk to a person, they can tell me their name, and two seconds later, I've forgotten it. And, and, and I tend to be thinking about what I'm going to say. I love to talk. I, I, talking is not hard for me, it's, if, if that's not obvious to people. Uh, <laughs> I have to work on not always talking. But if I, need, I need God to continue to work on me to be able to focus on another person instead of focusing on what I'm going to say to that person or what, what they, you know, all of that. So him and them, him and them. And so um, the verse I had for that, it's, it's back to Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for your own interest, but also for the interests of others. So it's this idea of esteeming others, the interests of others. So I want to be acknowledging God and acknowledging others. And then it's that day. And this is, I told you about this, the kind of the little teaser when Bob said that Victor wanted all of us to be mindful of the imminent return of the Lord, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to end what I'm talking about on Wednesday night before we begin this six-week thing 
with talking about the imminent return of the Lord. That was, and so, so this is the wonderful segue into next Wednesday and the, and the five Wednesdays after that. Now, I will admit that before Bob's comment, <clears throat> I was going to read you a verse from Revelation, and now I'm going to read one from 1 Thessalonians because that's what we're going to be studying for the next six weeks. But there's lots of talk and lots of places in the Bible that talk about that day. And so let me uh, read for you 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. So, so this is my point. And if you want a very, very easy way to remember all this, it's this and that, him and them. It's this and that, him and them. It's this day and that day. It's him and them. Those four things, if I, if I, can, if I can focus on that every day, no matter what it, what it brings. And, and I say that... I want to say that humbly, realizing that I have not walked through what Rick and Joanne have walked through. I have not walked through what Victor's walking through right now. But I, and so I do not minimize how hard some days are. People have experienced days much harder than anything I've experienced. But I know Rick and Joanne and I know Victor would all say, and they've demonstrated through their life, that they believe the same thing. They believe in God's goodness in hard times, in times that are difficult to understand. Um, but the reason I wanted to share this tonight was not to convince you. I, I, wanted, I wanted to give you some simple things. Each day is a gift. I want you to think about it as a beautiful package every day that gets opened. The new mercies fall out, little Cracker Jack box. And in that day, it's been fashioned, it's been handcrafted, carefully made. It's different than the day before, it's different than the day ahead. God intentionally made it with good in mind. And I want y'all and I want to enjoy every single day God gives me. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to spend my life missing day after day after day that could have been great because I filled them with myself or I filled them with regrets of the past or fear of the future. I want, I want to just, it's so cool to be able to enjoy an awful day. It really is. It's cool to be able to enjoy a day that by the average estimate, it was terrible. But to know that there's a God who's so good behind it, that that plays some kind of an unusual role in ultimately that day. And that's why I said, this day is about that day. Every single day of our lives is about that day that he comes back. That's what every day of our life is about. It's, it's about finally being home. It's about no more sickness, no more crying, no more disappointment. And, 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 and I can be excited about that for me and I can be motivated about that for people around me who aren't ready for that day. And so it, it, it just gives this day such great meaning, even if it's hard. And um, so that's it. That's all. I, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Um, the next six weeks, we're going to get into First Thessalonians. So I encourage you to be a part of that. 
Uh, I'm excited about, I love home groups. My, I, I love home fellowship. <laughs> I just, I love it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, let's, let's, uh, let's close in, in prayer. Lord, I just, I, God, I just thank you for being so good to us. I, I'm, I'm blown away by the fact that you even care about me at all, much less that you would fashion me before there was a single day of my life that you would, you would, you would fashion me inside my mother's womb different than anybody else in this room, carefully, precisely, all the, everything about me. And beyond that, that you would fashion my days, that you would hand sculpt and paint and, 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 and design every single day of my life before there was one of them. And, and God, I just ask you for myself and for the, for my, for the people in this room and for those that aren't here tonight that are part of this body and for people watching, I pray that you will grant us the gift of just waking up and recognizing before there's another thought in our mind that we're embarking on a new day that you made. And, 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 and we can be excited about it before we have any clue what's going to unfold. And we can be excited about it even when, as it unfolds, it goes a completely different direction than we planned or it's hard. But, 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 but because you're there, um, we don't have to be afraid. And, and, and we can realize that, that this is part of, of, of what's going to someday be completely resolved and we can be excited about that and trust your heart in it today. And I, I just pray that you'll help us to just simply look at our days that way and just and, and then enjoy them, delight in them, just enjoy life rather than dragging through life or 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 or, or you know uh, shuddering through life. We can we can skip literally delight through life. And, and it's just because you're the maker. You're the, you're the day maker. You're the designer. You're the craftsman. And, 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 and I just, I thank you for the days you make for me and, and how you've sort of given me that new perspective. And I just pray that you'll impress that on all of us as we start each new day, Lord. I love you. I love you so much. Be with Victor. Boy, raise him up, Lord. I pray you'll restore him to us and uh, I pray you'll restore Joanne to us. And um, we trust you in, in, in the days um, that you're unfolding all of that. In Jesus' name, amen.